Welcome to the program Warning with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International and Eagle Saving Nations. All this week, we are going to share a five-part series with Dr. Hansen and his wife, Reverend Adalia Hansen, ministered at the Share the Love Center with teacher John C.W. in Nairobi, Kenya, January 28, 2024. Today is part two of this series. Now, let us continue where we left off yesterday. The man of God that is about to come here, that's his wife and the great man of God that assists him and preaches to. The ministry is resided in the U.S. Do you know me? Do you see people here? Answer me. You know, maybe I, I would have told them and maybe it would have sounded as if it's a cliché. Do you easily see people here? You all know why. So if this gentleman is here, his heart is right. He is older than some of our fathers. Right? Like some of us, he can give birth to the one that gave birth to you. To the glory of God. So it is needful and wise for us to listen to wise counsel. Hallelujah. So he's a great man of God. Their ministry resides in the U.S. At the same time you have had, they have impact in many nations. They're in Kenya, Zambia. They have impact, global impact. And so I felt it was wise that we come and hearken. He moves a lot in the apostolic and the prophetic ministry at the same time. They're going to move out and then I'll sit down, give honor to who his honor is due as he comes and ministers to us. Hallelujah. Have you accepted the ministration of Dr. Hansen? Yes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hansen, as he's taken to. Please let's celebrate him. Let's celebrate him. Praise the Lord. Can you say Buenas if you will? Hallelujah. You may be seated. You know, it's an honor, as already one of my assistants, Dr. Mike Kyoto, has said, and then my, my wife. So I appreciate this church. I feel like I already know it because of what God has already shown me about your bishop. I turned down five other invitations, churches, because I wanted to be here today with him. We had a chance to talk before the service and everything I felt in my heart before I came, what God showed me. I knew he had an impact in my life as far as through my wife. She had told me many good things like she testified here. But just because she told me something did not cause me to come here. It's because what I discerned. Amen? What I discerned. And I'll tell you, this is only the beginning. Listen to me carefully. This is only the beginning. Great things lie ahead. The only thing that will ever hinder or stop a man or woman of God is their vanity and their arrogance. God resists the proud. But if we can constantly make sure we give God all the glory 
And if you're a man of righteousness, there is no end to what God will do. And this nation needs men of righteousness. Can you say amen? amen. This nation needs men of righteousness. And that's why I'm here. I look forward to knowing him for many years and seeing what God is going to do to use him. I've already shared with him though. I didn't tell him everything I saw, but there's even other nations. So be excited for that. Amen? Amen. Loyalty is critical. The relationship, the foundation. I have many people that have with me. A core group of men and women that have been with me 25 26 years he's just one of them God called them they've been foundation pieces some are right now in America representing me if God has called you you be loyal be loyal I know some people that have left it wasn't their time I warned them right now God would have used them mightily around the world instead they're back in their secular job they listen to the wrong voices wives are critical but I'm thinking of somebody who listened to his wife and he should have encouraged her no honey that's not what God is saying he caused him to make a wrong decision and he's totally out of the ministry now I believe you're a good wife and that won't happen to Bishop but I'm just telling you we've got to listen to God amen we have got to listen to God I work with leadership I work myself with the government of nations, the parliaments, church leadership, apostles, prophets, bishops. Leadership is responsible for the blessing or deterioration of a nation. If you have righteous leaders, the people prosper. If you have evil leaders, the people suffer. Are we together? If we have righteous leaders, the people prosper. If we have evil leaders, the people suffer. The most important part of any building is the foundation. If the foundation is inferior, then the entire building will not last. It will crumble. Foundation is the base the starting point of something it holds all things in place David asked a question in Psalm 11 3 if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do for example the family has been the bedrock of civilization since the creation and everything of value sits on that the family our institutions our government our way of life 
everything rests on the foundation. It was established by God in Genesis 2.24 and Genesis 3.16-20. through 20. But now that foundation is in jeopardy. Forces are at work to undermine it, causing it to crack and crumble. All over the world, they're attacking the foundation. They're attacking God. Nullifying the word of God. Taking God out of the country. Attacking the family. Pushing alternate lifestyles. Homosexuality. LGBT. Abortion. The United Nations is against Judeo-Christian values and the old foundation. They want a new foundation. Alternate lifestyle. LGBTQ. Abortion. They're spreading their immorality all through the world. It's made of Islamics and communists. The majority don't know the real God. They don't have our values. In the United Nations, in the religious sector, it says, the debate, what if you believe in only one God? They said, then you're not authentically human. And is it wrong to kill someone who is not authentically human? Are you hearing me? We are in what the Bible describes as the last days. Jesus said, will I find faith? Only 12% of youth pastors, the last survey in America, had a biblical worldview. Well, what view do they hold? I know the church in America is falling apart. They're backing alternate lifestyles. If the foundation is cracked, Judeo-Christian values, more Christians right now are dying around the world than all the generations combined. Right now. I go to the nations. I meet with the governments. Governments in genocide. The church is under attack right now in America. If you know anything about it, it's a communist takeover. It's a coup. The church has to rise up. Romans 13, all power is under a higher power. What's that higher power? That higher power is not government. That higher power is God. Can you say amen? amen. That higher power is God. If we're going to save our nation... He's got to have ambassadors, men and women of God that are willing to share the truth at all levels with humility but honesty. Humility, honesty. I see that in your bishop. I flew in years ago. If you remember Rwanda killed 1.3 million people, genocide. Burundi over the years had killed over a million. There was an embargo in Bujumbura. God had given me a word both for Rwanda and Burundi. I fasted 42 days to have the courage to go into those countries and give the word. Fasting. Critical. Critical. I don't have to teach on that. I know you know about it. Your bishop believes in fasting. He's taught it to your church. 
as you fast you deny yourself self-preservation your pride and you're starting to put on the righteousness the spirit the power of God the boldness of God amen you can do what you couldn't do before because God now is flowing through you 42 days only liquid I dropped 40 pounds but then I had the strength to fly into those countries I had to go from Rwanda to Burundi through the public bus again in embargo it couldn't fly in I won't touch on Rwanda unless I have time later because I've got a lot I want to touch on but I do want to say this I would have never obeyed God if it wasn't for fasting because they were slaughtering people they ambushed the bus people were screaming normally what they do then they come in and kill every man woman and child if you were the wrong tribe three hours later there was still no attack now I know why one nobody can touch you unless God allows it I could tell you so many testimonies angels appearing there is no doubt in my mind angels appeared in China my grandmother was speaking caught at dark notorious gang of murderers and thieves surrounded her she waited all night they didn't kill her two years later she was preaching in a field she asked the leader why didn't you kill me I was alone he said we wanted to we wanted to kill you we wanted to rape you but every time we took a step your soldiers your giants pulled out their swords and on the end of their sword was fire can you say amen the angels of the Lord that camp round about them that fear him I could tell you so many stories that I would if I didn't want to get into some teaching I want you to understand exactly what's going on in Kenya and the world today and where we're at if you're under an Issachar then you can be taught you can be protected you can be aware you can be ready you don't have to be a victim but instead you can prosper under an Issachar amen I think that's why he brought me in people that bring me in many of them are Issachars they want their people prepared because trouble is coming make no doubt about it and if we're gonna save any nation the church is gonna do it don't rely on government many governments in many nations are like the mafia organized crime they manipulate the people abuse the people are you with me the church is what's going to save any nation if we're going to save America it's going to be the church rising up as eagles I'm also the president of Eagle Saving Nations get us back into the stadiums let the power of Pentecost come down so the church can go forth with power and authority instead of fear and intimidation so they can lead a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit another great awakening America needs another great awakening because America right now is falling under judgment because of our sins because they're taking God out of America when I was inside the Parliament of Burundi 
I told your bishop I lay hands on myself before I go in. Say, God, let me not shame your name. Let me speak the truth, only what you want me to say. Let me go out knowing that you're pleased with me. See, I believe that we never die. Yes, we can be martyred, but that's instant promotion. I can tell you stories of people coming back from the dead, what they saw. My uncle was shot and killed in China for not compromising the gospel, a pastor. My father, his parents went through a concentration camp. All I want to do and why I believe Dr. Mike and others follow me, all I want to do is serve Jesus Christ. Whatever happens, I am a bond servant. I'm a slave of Christ. I want to be a true ambassador. I want him to say, well done. That's why they follow. As I'm sharing the word for Burundi in the parliament, this is the parliament. God starts to show me sins in the parliament. I looked at one member of the parliament, sir, you shot a man in the head, you killed him. Sir, you took a panga, you slashed a man across the face, you killed him. This is a word of knowledge. I can't plan it. It happens. I revealed five members of parliament guilty of murder. I said, tomorrow I see your president. Then I'm moving to Rwanda to see the president of parliament in Rwanda. But God is saying tonight there's mercy and grace. Tonight, if you'll stand up and confess right here in front of the parliament, God will forgive you of murder. But if not, for each week I'm gone, one of you will die. And you'll know God sent a real prophet to your nation. Five members of parliament stood up and confessed of murder. This is all on record. President of Rwanda at, or Burundi at that time, I had a meeting with him the next day, he wouldn't see me. He heard what happened in the parliament. Five members of parliament, the honorable so-and-so guilty of murder. Now he should have seen me because God had mercy and grace. I was going to talk to him privately over his sins. Instead, he did not see me. He was chased from office, just like the prophecy said, if you don't repent. A new president came in. He heard about me. He brought me back and I spent four days in Burundi again. Only this time by the invitation of the, that president. I spent four days with him, the vice president, and his cabinet. And then he said, I want you to come back and hold a major crusade meeting in Bujumbura and lead my nation to Jesus. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah! Just be faithful. Just be faithful. Yeah, I know when the anointing lifts, you can be afraid. I had an entourage with me, people that got me into the parliament. You know, when I was speaking, some of them crawled under the table. One pastor, uh, Bishop, he left. I caught up with him in Rwanda. I said, where'd you go? I thought they were going to kill you. Well, so did I. I was, you know, the anointing lifts. I stayed up all night praying and interceding. I wish your bishop was with me. He's a pretty good prayer warrior. I could use all the prayer I could take. Because <laughs> I had to encourage myself in tongues. But I got out, got out alive and uh, gave the word in the parliament of Rwanda. 
I'll give another testimony then I want to get into some teaching. As I said, I have a lot of respect for your bishop, your pastor, because of what God has shown me. Like I said, I could be a lot of other places right now. But God wants to use him. There's a lot of compromise in Kenya. God wants a righteous man. Are we together? Righteousness exalts a nation. He wants a righteous man. I was in a Uganda, one of the archbishops of a major denomination over there. I was sitting in his executive committee with all of his other bishops. The Spirit of God came upon me and I said, Mr. Chairman, I'm talking to the Archbishop. Sir, you're guilty of adultery. You're guilty of theft. He misappropriated $15,000 to build church property. Ate it. I said, unless you confess right now in front of all of your bishops, sir, a spirit of suicide is going to grip you. You're going to kill yourself. He pulled out three bottles of poison. He said, if you did not come to this meeting right now, when it was over, I was going to drink this poison and kill myself because I can't stand the torment of the demons anymore. You know, this is not isolated. The top leader of a major denomination, he admitted, confessed of having relationships, adultery with two prostitutes in Kampala. The church has compromised the church sometimes have used their position some of these people for personal gain instead of having a heart for the people of God that are willing to die for them and having compassion they twist the Word of God and fleece them rape them spiritually abuse them and God is not happy some of them have watched too much of the TBN prosperity nonsense can you say amen the twisting of the Word of God out of context for personal gain and they become like they are oh he's so powerful he's so rich he's gonna be judged did you hear me he's gonna be judged I was in a large conference I flew in I taught prophetically what was going on and then I normally minister for three hours you know, minister, which other speakers did not do. I ministered. Healing, deliverance, demons fleeing. And I did that six out of seven days. Six states in a week. I was in America going from one to another to another. The plane got in late and I could not minister. One person grabbed me. Now there's a lot of people. But the convention center, I was in a convention center. You have some centers here. I said, prophet, I won't let you go unless you give me a word see they're used to this nonsense you know you're a mighty man of God and da 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 they don't you know they don't see the sin in you they don't care oh you're ABCD so I said are you sure you want the word sir yes I'm not gonna let you go everybody's listening I said okay you're sitting next to a woman she's your wife but you have two children by two other women you're not married to them immediately he let me go he did not want no more words from God 
I said, sir, God is not done with you. You get on your knees, you ask your wife to forgive you, then you ask this whole convention center to forgive you. You ask God to forgive you. And he did. He was so shocked that he met somebody that truly operated in true gifts of the Holy Spirit. I love the operation of the Holy Spirit. I, I don't like the manipulation of the Holy Spirit. Are you there? I don't like it. I guarantee you God doesn't like it. Do not take God's position, His glory, His name, His gifts in vain. You are treading on dangerous ground. I've had people rise up to kill me and freeze and can't move. I had one man continue to threaten. I said, sir, God can take the breath right out of your mouth. He continued his rhetoric and fell over dead. I am telling you, nobody can touch you unless God allows it. Can you say amen? amen. Nobody can touch you unless God allows it. Amen. I've been told so many times by key leadership and security, you should be dead. Nobody can touch you unless God allows it. The key is to constantly represent Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? They couldn't kill Jesus before he, his time. And he gave up his life. He gave it as a gift to all of us. Because it took a perfect sacrifice. It took God himself to forgive. And that's what he did. But he gave it. They couldn't take it. Bishop, nobody can take your life without God allowing it. Nobody. You're going to start to roar like the lions of Amos. And nobody, they can threaten all they want. I've sat in security cells. I've been threatened. I've gone to court. I'm still alive. We thank you for tuning in and listening to the Warning Radio Program with Dr. Jonathan Hansen and his wife, Reverend Adalia Hansen. Tune in tomorrow as we continue this series at Share the Love Center with teacher John C.W. in Nairobi, Kenya, recorded January 28, 2024. Dr. Hansen is asking that you please send donations to World Ministries International at P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Make out the check to WMI and send it to World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. You can also telephone 360-629-5248-360-629-5248-360-629-5248 and share with nearly all major credit cards. You can visit our website, click on the Donate button, and share with PayPal or Zelle, and with Zelle, reference the email Warning at worldministries.org. Reference the email at warning at worldministries.org. Dr. Hansen wants to return to Kenya to meet with political leadership, to speak the truth, and to save the nation from the New World Order. Please designate your donations for the return to Kenya to speak to the political leadership. Thank you very much, and may the Lord richly bless you. Shalom. <laughs>